Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. All participants, please stand by. Your conference is ready to begin. Thank you all for joining us this morning. Welcome to the Pretium Resources Fourth Quarter 2020 Conference Call. As a reminder, all participants are in listen-only mode and the conference is being recorded. After the presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. The conference call today is being webcast live and available along with the presentation slides on Pretium's website at pretivm.com. I will now turn the call over to Mr. Jacques Perron, Pretium's President and CEO. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our fourth quarter in 2020 year-end operating and financial results conference call. 2020 has been an unprecedented year with exceptional challenges. I want to thank our team for their continued hard work and dedication. However, no year is considered a success unless it is accomplished safely. And in 2020, a fatality provided a tragic reminder of the importance of keeping safety at the forefront of everything we do. On today's call, I will briefly highlight some of our key achievements from 2020. I will then turn the call over to Patrick Godin, our Chief Operating Officer, to provide some insight into our production and operating results. Following that, Matthew Quinlan, our Chief Financial Officer, will review financial highlights of 2020. Finally, I will provide an overview of our near-mine exploration results and the recently announced underground exploration drilling results before closing off with a look ahead. At the end of the presentation, we will open the call to your questions. Before we begin, note that our statements contain forward-looking information and future-oriented financial information based on certain assumptions and subject to risk factors. I refer you to the cautionary language included in our news release yesterday, as well as the management discussion and analysis for the same periods. These are available on our website and have been filed on CDAR. Please note, all dollar amounts mentioned on this call are in U.S. dollars, unless otherwise noted. Despite the challenges faced in 2020, we achieved our annual production guidance for the first time in the company's history. Nearly 348,000 ounces of gold were produced at Bruges Jack, and we generated a record free cash flow of $369 million. This allowed us to significantly reduce our debt by $227 million. After debt repayment, we ended the quarter with a cash balance of nearly $175 million. Other objectives achieved in 2020 include accelerated underground development, ramped up production to an average processing rate of 3,800 tons per day, increased drill dust stope inventory, completed 147,000 meters of in-resource definition diamond and RC drilling, as well as 28,000 meters of resource expansion drilling, and announced the discovery at the Hanging Glacier Zone, just four kilometers from the Bruce Jack Mine. We have refocused our efforts in terms of health and safety, and we are implementing changes to improve our safety culture. We will do everything we can 
to avoid the repeat of the tragic event that occurred at the beginning of the third quarter. The well-being and safety of our workforce remains our most important core value. On February 10, 2021, BC Northern Health declared a COVID-19 outbreak at the Bruce Jack Mine. To protect the health and safety of our workforce and local communities, we implemented enhanced outbreak protocols. This included restrictions on travel to and from the Bruce Jack Mine Camp while site-wide testing was conducted and an assessment by BC Norton Health could be completed. It was determined that the majority of the positive cases were restricted to a limited cluster and on February 17, travel restrictions were lifted. Additional protocols and procedures developed in collaboration with local indigenous partners and BC Norton Health have been established, which includes testing of all employees and contractors. Throughout the outbreak, mine and mill production continued, albeit at a reduced pace for a few weeks. The company is assessing the potential impact on operations and will continue cl to closely monitor the situation and provide updates as appropriate. This is a reminder that COVID-19 remains a risk and could have a significant impact over a short period of time. I will now turn the call over to Patrick to review our operational highlights for the fourth quarter and full year 2020. Thanks, Jacques. Turning to operation on slide seven, in the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter we processed approximately 310,000 dry tons of ore through the mill, equivalent to 3,366 tons per day. And for the full year, we processed approximately 1.3 million tons of ore, which averaged out to 3,572 tons per day. The mill operated below the permitted level of 3,800 tons per day due to scheduled and unscheduled maintenance and our focus on lateral development and stop availability. By the end of the quarter, we successfully ramped up to an average processing rate slightly above 3,800 tons per day in the month of December. Portions costs were $217 per ton milled in the fourth quarter and were $195 per ton milled in the full year of 2020. Portion cost increased due to the additional lateral development and definition drilling and costs associated with COVID-19 safety protocols, mainly related to employees' salaries and travel costs. These protocols have increased costs by $5 per ton milled in the quarter and $6 per ton milled in the full year of 2020. In the fourth quarter, we produced just over 88,000 ounces of gold. The male feed average 8.9 grams per ton, and the recovery rate was 97.4%. Over the full year, we produced nearly 348,000 ounces of gold at an average grade of 8.5 grams per ton at a recovery rate of 97%. When you look at the quarterly gold production for the year, you see that we have maintained our production level within plus or minus 5% of the midpoint of our guidance range. It is broadly understood that Bluejack is a high-grade variable deposit. We will continue to see fluctuation in production on a quarterly basis, but hope to smooth that, that out over time. Going forward, our objective is to optimize production, reduce the quarter-to-quarter -quarter fluctuations, and at the same time look for opportunities to increase our production. The 2020 Mineral Reserve Reconciliation was completed by evaluating the 2020 Mineral Reserves against the 2020 milled Actuals. 
in 2020, ore was mined from 69 stopes over 11 levels, spanning an horizontal distance of approximately 540 meters east to west and 310 meters north to south. The 2020 mill actual contains approximately 4% more ton than the 2020 mineral reserve, primarily, primarily due to the mining to mining out of reserve material determined to be economic by the Great Control Program, as well as greater than planned stoke dilution. Compared to 2019 mineral reserve, reserve reconciliation, the 2020 mineral reserve gold rate reconciliation improved from 72% in 2019 to 94% in 2020. This improvement can be attributed to the inclusion of the mine call factor and the updated 2020 mineral reserve model. We expect to release an, an updated mineral resource and mineral reserve estimate and revise my life of mine plan in the first half of 2022. The current January 2020 mineral resource model includes portion of the January 2019 and December 2013 mineral resource models that have required the application of a mild call factor in the mineral reserves. The 2022 mineral resource and mineral reserve will update the entire area of the Valley of the King zone with the result of an extensive of the extensive 2021 drill program, previous drilling, and knowledge gain from more than three years of mining. In order to improve our knowledge of the ore body and establish a mine plan to reduce the production variability, we have two main priorities. Our first priority is to increase access underground. Lateral development will continue to advance at a rate of over 1,000 meters per month. To increase development rate, will improve access to the increased development rate will improve access to new areas and increase our drill-off inventory of stopes. Our target is to have about 400,000 tons of drill stove ready to be blasted, equivalent to a full quarter of production by the end of the third quarter of 2021. This should provide more flexibility to improve blending from multiple areas and support more consistent production. Our second priority is to increase our understanding of the ore body at Bruce Jack. With any variable resource, it is important to have as much data as possible to properly estimate the grade and design the mining approach. To improve the local modeling, we have significantly increased the amount of definition drilling. As you can see on this slide, our development rate has been increasing. In Q1 of 2020, we were affected by COVID-related restrictions. We had to reduce the level of activities at site, but we recovered in the second quarter. In the fourth quarter, we continued that trend of increased production. Turning now, to, turning now to slide 12, we have a section view of the underground development looking north. Until recently, mining has been limited to only two mining horizons at Bruce Jack. A mining horizon consists of four mining levels, each about 30 meters in height. Earlier this year, we opened up mining on the lower horizon of the 1020 level. We now have three mining horizons to operate from. In 2020, we began developing access into the fall zone, which is just west of the Blue Jack Fault on the 121320 levels. We are starting to open and prepare this area for mining later this year. In the second half of this year, we will increase access from mining from, for mining from three to five areas which will provide significantly more flexibility in terms of production compared to previous years. 
Infield drilling to improve reserve definition ahead of money was put on hold at the onset of, of COVID at the end of the first quarter to limit personnel at Blue Jack. By the end of the second quarter, diamond drilling activities had resumed and continued through the third and fourth quarter with five diamond drills at on site. Here on slide 13, we have a section view of the underground development looking east. You can see the drill target areas for the year highlighted in yellow. In 2020, we complete approximately 147 meters of infill diamonds and reverse circulation drilling. Now we'll turn the call over to Matthew for an overview of our financial performance. Thanks, Patrick. We continued our track record of positive cash flows again in 2020, as we have every year since achieving commercial production in 2017. For the year, we realized a gold price of $1,799 per ounce, an increase of 28% over 2019. Revenue increased by a similar 27% due to consistent production across periods. In 2020, we sold approximately 348,000 ounces of gold. Net loss of 21 cents per share for the year was impacted by the sale of Snowfield in the amount of 80 cents per share. Adjusted earnings per share for 2020 increased by 72% to 95 cents per share and were 28 cents per share in the first fourth quarter of 2020. Adjusted earnings per share exclude the effect of the loss on sale of Snowfield as well as deferred income tax expenses, both of which are non-cash items. You may note from our financial statements that the net loss for the year was due to a large deferred tax expense in excess of our earnings before taxes. The sale of Snowfield gave rise to a non-cash deferred tax expense even though a loss on sale was recognized, as Snowfield did not have any tax basis. Therefore, no reduction in the loss could be accrued. In addition, the proceeds received from the sale reduced our tax pools, giving rise to a further deferred tax expense. I would like to stress that no cash taxes will be payable on the proceeds from the sale of Snowfield, and as we have stated before, we are not in a cash taxable position due to capital expenditure pools and tax loss pools arising from the development of Bruce Jack. We don't anticipate paying cash taxes for federal and provincial income taxes for three to four years at current gold prices, and once we are in a tax payable position, we anticipate paying taxes at a combined rate of 36.5% of mine operating earnings. Turning to slide 16, the year-over-year -year increase in revenues of $133 million to $617 million helped drive cash flow from operations to $317 million for the year, an increase of 41%. Operating cash flows reflect COVID-19 costs as well as higher year-over-year -year production costs, and component, a component of all in sustaining cash costs. Total capital expenditures of $49 million in 2020 include approximately $27 million of sustaining capital expenditures, $12 million of expansion capital, and $10 million of additions to exploration and evaluation assets in the year. Free cash flow reached a record of $369.2 million for the year, double the level of 2019. In terms of quarterly results, operating cash flow and free cash flow in the fourth quarter of 2020 were $89 million and $170 million respectively. The fourth quarter 2020 free cash flow, of course, includes the $100 million received from the sale of Snowfield. Consistent with our stated objectives, we used our strong cash flows to significantly reduce debt and made debt, net debt repayments of $210 million in the year. We ended the year with approximately $270 million of debt, comprising of bank debt of approximately $171 million and convertible notes of $100 million. 
cash on hand and available liquidity were approximately $175 million and $335 million respectively at year end. Turning to slide 17, ASIC in 2020 of $981 per ounce was within our guidance range for the year. ASIC increased from $888 in 2019, primarily due to increased levels of lateral development and, uh, and drilling inc included in production costs, as well as $24 per ounce of COVID-19 related costs and $20 per ounce related to the departure of former officers. In summary, we successfully achieved our 2020 operating and financial guidance and generated record free cash flow. Before I pass the call back to Jacques, I would like to note one accounting policy change we noted in our financial statements in MD&A that will take effect on January 1, 2021. Moving forward, we will expense certain expiration and valuation expenses rather than capitalize them on the balance sheet. This will only apply to expenditures for regional expiration, such as Hanging Glacier, and will not affect the accounting treatment of expiration and drilling within the Bruce Jack mine. As I just mentioned, in 2020, we incurred approximately 10 million of such expenses. This change in policy reflects the maturation of our business into an established mid-tier gold producer. It's important to note that the accounting policy change will not affect the calculation of free cash flow, ASIC, or total cash costs. However, as accounting policy changes such as these are applied retroactively to the inception of the company back in 2010, there will be a number of changes to our historical financial statements when we release them in the first quarter of this year. With that, back to you, Jack. Hey, thank you, Matt. Stepping further out from the Bruce Jack mine, we hold over 1,200 square kilometers of mineral claims in the Golden Triangle in BC. The 2020 Regional Exploration Program on the company's Bowser claims included drilling at the Hanging Glacier Zone and other zones. The highlight from the program was the discovery of epithermal-style gold mineralization in the Hanging Glacier Zone, located just four kilometers northwest from the Bruce Jack Mine. The new zone of gold mineralization demonstrates the district-scale potential at Bruce Jack. We continue to believe the best value for our shareholders is to invest a portion of our cash flow in exploration of our existing claims and in particular near the Bruce Jack deposit. In 2021, we expect gold production at the Bruce Jack mine to be in the range of 325 to 365,000 ounces. We forecast the processing rate to average 3,800 tons per day with an annual gold grade ranging from 7.5 to 8.5 gram per ton at the targeted gold recovery of 97%. We expect all-in sustaining costs for 2021 to range from $1,060 to $1,190 per ounce of gold sold. ASIC estimates in 2021 reflect the investments in an accelerated rate of underground development, comprehensive drill programs, and improvement-oriented capital expenditures. We forecast sustaining capital expenditures, a component of ASIC, to be between 50 to $55 million. This includes the capitalized portion of underground development and drill programs, as well as, as, well as improvement-oriented expenses, such as starting the, to replace the hull truck sleep, to, re, to reduce costs to ventilation and maintenance, and increase productivity. We expect free cash flow for 2021 in the range of 120 to $170 million at a gold price of $1,700 per ounce. The 2021 free cash flow forecast includes expansion-oriented capital expenditures 
which totaled approximately 55 to $65 million. This includes construction of permanent camps and projects to support growth and to improve efficiency of operations. The free cash flow forecast also includes expenditures related to the 2021 Near Mine Exploration Program. The 2021 Bruce Jack Definition and Expansion Drill Program is anticipated to total approximately 195,000 meters of drilling comprised of definition and sustaining and resource expansion drilling. Underground resource expansion and exploration drilling will target near mine zones with the potential to extend mineralization underground. Initially, six drills are planned to be deployed underground with an additional two surface drills to be added during the summer. In 2020, we completed about 28,000 meters of resource expansion drilling outside the resource shell to the north of the Valley of the King zone. This is the first time resource expansion drilling has been conducted at Bruce Jack since production started. Yesterday, we announced the results from the first phase of 2020 resource expansion drill program which included high-grade gold intercept as far as 300 meters from the current resource shell and as high as 2,590 grams per ton over one meter. The North Block Zone is, a, is an exciting potential extension of the Valley of the Kings deposit at Bruce Jack. We have already committed to significantly increase our resource expansion and exploration efforts in 2021, and the results from this first phase support our decision to make that investment. Looking ahead to 2021, we will continue to emphasize safety with a focus on what we can do to improve the safety culture. We will also maintain our strict COVID safety protocols to minimize the potential for another outbreak at site. Based on our production and gold price estimates, we expect to generate a significant amount of cash this year. We look forward to continuing to announce drill results. The remainder of the 2020 resource expansion drill results are expected in the second quarter. We will continue to provide results from the 2021 resource expansion drilling throughout the year as they become available. Looking further ahead, we will continue to advance our exploration efforts near mine, where we intend to build on our resources. Thank you, and that concludes the formal part of the presentation. I will now turn the call over to the operator who will open the line for your questions. Operator? Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To join the question queue, you may press star, then 1 on your telephone keypad. You will hear a tone acknowledging your request. If you are using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing any keys. To withdraw your question, please press star, then 2. We will pause for a moment as callers join the queue. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only 
new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Our first question comes from Heiko Ile of H.C. Wainwright. Please go ahead. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my questions. It's, it's nice to see everything you've accomplished throughout 2020, especially noting your, your, your balance sheet. It also highlights that the guidance uses gold prices 1700 an ounce, so it's actually 2% below what we're at right now. Um, can you walk us a little bit through the travel restrictions of Bruce Jack or like, you know, like the issues that you've had and uh, how your labor force is currently reacting? Are there any lasting issues? Have there been any longer-term changes? Uh, what are you seeing? What are you hearing on the ground, please? Good morning, Aiko. Uh, thank you for your question. Um, I'll, I'll give you a bit of color and tap to, uh, can add to, uh, uh, to what I, I'll provide. But, uh, you know, we, we were fortunate uh, in 2020 to be able to uh, operate the mine without any uh, COVID cases at site uh, and uh, positive COVID cases at site. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we were, we were uh, worried that uh, after the holiday period that we might, uh, we might get some impact from people traveling and, and coming back to site and uh, bringing the, the virus to site, and that, uh, that happened to us. So we we started to uh, manage cases, uh, monitor the situation, uh, and, in, and the number of cases increased quite rapidly because it was uh, contained into a cluster of employees that, that were working together and not necessarily following all the, the proper rules and protocol. And as you know, it's, uh, you know we've been repeating worldwide for, for a year now that it's important to wash your hands and wear your mask. and and be diligent, and and we found out that uh, through all the tracing we've done, that a small number of our employees um, were not, uh, or, or contractors were not following the rules. Uh, and on that note, I want to say that the majority of our employees, the vast majority of our employees, are following the rules and are, are doing a great job. But it no, it only takes a few uh, to start to spread the virus and. We, uh, we started to isolate people to a point where uh, BC Norton Health uh, decided that we had to control the situation uh, by locking down the site, so preventing people from traveling in and out and testing everybody to, uh, to understand the extent of the, um, uh, of the, of the various uh, uh, people that, are, that were infected. It, take, it took, uh, you know, about uh, two days to test everybody, and we got the results far, fairly quickly. Uh, definitely during that period, the employees were concerned and were worried. And, uh, but I can tell you when uh, we lifted the travel restriction on the, on the 17, uh, morale shot up by uh, uh, thousands of percent, because as you can imagine, uh, being stuck at site and not knowing when you're going to be able to leave and uh, no being afraid that the virus is around you and it's a, it was a very uncomfortable situation for a lot of people, but it's, it's, it's much better right now. Uh, and with that, you know, we have worked uh, closely with our uh, indigenous partner to implement new protocols and new, uh, new, new rules. And I'll let Patrick explain uh, what 
how, how we're managing the situation now and what's the process to to mitigate the risk of having another outbreak. Yeah, so in addition to respect the rules, because it's where is basically the main issue, is when we're not respecting the rules, uh, we are now testing uh, all the employees when they are coming in five days after their arrival and before to let them leave the site. So basically it, uh, it helps us to have a better control of what we are doing. We are also looking to uh, actually uh, improve the testing protocol with rapid testing. We are in discussion with the authorities with that. And also we had some additional protocols because as you know at Brujack, uh, we have uh, three camps, one camp at the entry, one camp at the, at the, uh, at the beginning of the glacier, and one, the main camp at the operation. So we have additional protocols to uh, control the access with the uh, suppliers and contractors. And also, in addition to that, uh, we uh, create what we call bubbles, is mainly, mainly now for our uh, native partners who are living in northern uh, territories. Uh, before to when they are tested at site, immediately after that they are they are they are leaving the site together in a specific vehicle and they are going back to their community. So we're just making sure that they are not exposed on the way to a potential uh, uh, to a person who is potentially infected. So we improved a lot and a lot in this manner. I think the employees are pretty satisfied by this, uh, and uh, you know uh, we. Uh, we will we will we will apply all these protocols up to the moment that probably the uh, the, the the authorities will advise that we don't have to. Okay, so a very comprehensive and and good answer. I appreciate that. Thank you. The the other one, I, I think I'm just trying to clarify something with your corporate administrative costs. Two quick things there. Um, they went up 13.6 percent, or two and a half million to 21.2 million. Looks like this is pretty much an increase uh, in salaries and benefits uh, due to a variety of termination expenses, but it was also offset by some share-based comp. Nonetheless, you're still looking at 18 to 22 million for 2021. So the midpoint of that's 20 million. First of all, is the um, the cash versus non-cash is that an offsetting thing or is that an accounting thing or what am I missing? I I don't think you're miss, missing anything. You, um, you're bang on. In, in 20, it's Matthew Quinlan here. In 2020, you're right. There were certain termination expenses, <clears throat> and then uh, pursuant to those employment contracts, countervailing that was a route. Uh, when those uh, officers left, there was a certain forfeiture of of their RSUs and deferred comps. So there was a much lower uh, non-cash component uh, going forward. We've obviously uh, have guidance next for this year, in 2020 of, uh, 2021, of 18 to 22 million dollars of GNA. There'll be a higher component of RS, RSUs and deferred comp be, because that is a uh, 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 th th there's no forfeitures, but commensurately there's a lower cash expense. Does that help answer the question? Okay. Y yes, yes, it does, and it actually answers my next question as well. Um, and then I just have uh, just just to follow up on that. Why do you still expect 20 million? Because presumably that that termination stuff was a one-time thing. Uh, you're right, but the, the the forfeitures were actually quite quite large. Uh, and on page 27 of our MDNA, uh, there's some further details as to as to the quantum. Um, so 
the, uh, just looking for that page right now, the, the several million dollars was the effect on the, uh, on the RSU expense. Got it. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. I'll get back to you. I appreciate your answers. Thank you. Our next question comes from Anita Sony of CIBC World Markets. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning, everyone. Um, I, my first question is with regard to the reserve uh, reconciliation um, that you guys provided versus what was milled uh, in 2020. Can you give us a breakout of what was um, what was attributable to mining outside of the reserve envelope and what was attributable to uh, stope dilution, excess stope dilution? And, and then secondly on that would be um, uh, the amount of excess stope dilution. So what are you seeing in terms of dilution and what are your targets? Okay, in terms of dilution, uh, you know, in the reserve, we, uh, we plan 94% uh, of mining recovery and 12% of dilution. For 2020, uh, in terms of mining recovery, we are 88.3, and in terms of dilution, we are 18.2. Uh, so basically, it's... Uh, yeah. The increase in dilution is explaining uh, a part of it. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, and so, yeah, that's explaining, I mean, so so would you say it's more stope dilution than mining outside of the reserve envelope that was, you know, caused the 6% off on the grade? I will say 50-50. Uh, 50-50. Okay. And then yeah. in terms of um, go forward, are, you know, do you expect that similar types of like dilution, I mean, uh, going forward in 2021, is that what you guys are factoring in when you took down, I mean, the prior life of mine plan had 8.6 for this year. And then when you guys put out guidance and thank you for this call, because it's the first opportunity we have to talk to you about the guidance here. Um, the, uh, um, the, the grade went down from seven from 8.6 to 7.5 to, to 8.5. So I'm just trying to get an understand an understanding of the implications of that beyond 2021. So I can say to you that for the dilution, we are still forecasting in hours of 12 because I don't want to lower the bar in terms of quality. So it's, uh, it, and we are working really hard actually to improve the dilution. The, the trend is in that, in that way, but we're still planning 12% of dilution going forward. Okay. So then, so then why, why was there a change in the reserve grade from what the Life of Mind plan had um, sort of given us? Uh, as what we should be looking for in 2021. It's 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 mainly sequencing, uh, Anita. It's uh, uh, you know, and and you know when we I, I've repeated this uh, a few times. You know, the, there's a difference between guidance and uh, and and reserve. Uh, you know, the reserve is uh, is one thing, but the guidance we. We always, you know, we have a variable R body, so we we guide uh, we guide seven seven point five to eight point five. Last year was seven point five to eight point six. Why not eight point six? We could have used eight point six this year, but we said seven point five to eight point five because we know we're going to have variability. And uh, you know, I I've learned in this business over the years that it's uh, it's, it's better to underpromise and overdeliver. So uh, there's. There, I wouldn't link the, the the guidance to the reserve. That's that. Those are two different things in my mind. Okay. Um, we we do have to have something though to to try to put in our models, and usually the forty three one hundred one is what you look to. But I'll leave that point. 
Um, and second question, final one, then I'll leave it for some other, other people to ask questions. Um, in terms of the costs, um, that Q4, the costs were up um, quarter over quarter. And is, is that the kind of unit cost range you're looking for in 2021? And again, you know, are those the types of things, costs, unit costs in like the 210, 215 level that you are forecast, that you expect to see um, out in 2022 and beyond, or is there some kind of improvements that you'll see uh, versus 2021? Okay, so for Q4, uh, we have uh, the, the main aspect is the main one is that we process less tons, so it's impact it impact the unit cost per ton for sure. Uh, no matter if the grade was higher than expected, uh, and also we have the seasonal effect on the quarterly basis from a quarter to the other one in winter. Operating costs are, are higher than summer. On the year, we average 195. So basically, it's yeah. uh, we are more or less uh, trending next year between two, uh, two, uh, 215 and 195. I think okay. uh, if, if, if you do if you do the math, Anita, and you look at the, the cost we had in the fourth quarter, uh, you yes. will remember that we had a 10-day maintenance shutdown uh, to replace the uh, the feeder on the crusher underground. So if we had operated the full quarter at uh, at uh, 3,800 tons per day, uh, if you take, you know, you would have had a very a, a slightly a increased variable cost for, for reagents and ball mill, balls and whatnot in the mill. But at the end of the day, the cost would have been closer to 195 to 200. So if you look at the the average for the average for the between the quarter and the year, that's probably where we're going to sit for 20, 2021 at, at this point. Now that being said, uh, it's it's going to it's going to definitely depend on COVID. Like in the first quarter, uh, we were impacted for a few weeks. We had to reduce throughput because we had people in isolation. And we were running out of, uh, of operators or people to feed the mill, so so we had to reduce the throughput. Uh, it, it, that's going to have an impact on our unit costs uh, if we pro if we don't process the the, the 3,800 tons per day. But you know, we, with the mill that we have, we have the ability to catch up. So Q1, we might be a little lower in Q1, and we'll be better in the other quarters. And and also in Q1, we have uh, seasonality, like. Uh, I think last time I checked, we were up now to about 14 meters of snowfall at site. Last year, we got 17 meters, so we have uh, about 90 temporary employees shoveling snow in the winter. So that's an additional cost that we don't have in the summer months. So uh, it, seasonality is an impact and also tonnage. But uh, like I said, you know, we had a slight impact in the last couple of weeks because of uh, COVID. If, if we get back uh, and and we're not impacted by COVID, you know anywhere between uh, if you take the average between 195 and 217, I think you know you're you're going to be in the ballpark. Okay, well, luckily, um, uh, back end loading with this gold price environment in Q1 won't be such a bad thing. So, anyway, um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay, thank you. Our next question comes from Joseph Regor of Roth Capital Partners. Please go ahead. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my questions. Um, Good morning. Morning. So um, kind of following on a little bit of what Anita was asking, maybe asked in a different way, 
looking at this year's guidance, the 7.5 to 8.5 uh, grams per ton, is that is another way of looking at that that you would expect something between, you know, an 85% and 100% reconciliation? You know, looking back at, you said, you know, 94 for last year, is that kind of what the guidance is based on, or is it, you know, 80 to 95? Like, how would we think about that in a reconciliation kind of way? You know, the, as Jacques said, the, the, the 7.5 to 8.5 guidance is not based. It's based more on sequencing. It's based more on the fact that uh, if a stop is ready to uh, to be mined because the other one is uh, was backfill or not. So it's, it's more a question of sequencing. I think uh, if you look up to up, up to me, uh, the reconciliation at 94% is for this year is excellent. It's in the range of the reserve. You know, uh, if you are you can in, if you can be in a range of 5% of accuracy for reserve, it's excellent. Uh, and we have a, a whole body that is having a nugget effect, so the variability is really significant. significant so in this regard, uh, we're not expecting, uh, you know, actually I think uh, we are in the, if I can say that, the sweet spot in terms of uh, reconciliation, in terms of ton, in terms of, uh, term of grade. And I think uh, the trend is to maintain more or less, and uh, we expect that next year we're going to be better. But you know, in the, in I think we are where we are. When it's not based, uh, the the guidance are not based at all on the reconciliation factor. Okay, okay. So that you're not like discounting a flat percentage either. Um, it's just one. That's what's in the mine plan, depending on which stopes you open. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, we're mine, then, we said to you, we said to you that we mine 69 stops this year. And you know, in the it's it's a lot of stove for the lower tonnage of 3,800 tons per day, so it can happen. And next year we will at year end or beginning of the year we will shift some stove from one one quarter to another one, and it will affect. So it's more a sequencing than factor than something else. Okay, and then on the uh, debt front, um, any goals for this year for further debt reduction? Um, Specifically, or any thoughts about refinancing what's left, um, you know, while rates are low? Well, I, I, Matt can give you some more color, but as we mentioned uh, last year, uh, our, one of our priority is to is our priorities is to reduce the debt. Uh, but we want to work uh, in the first half of this year to come up with a good plan, which is not finalized right now. But we want to build our plan, and Matt can give you a little bit of color on that. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, we, we have a, a very strong bank group, a uh, very supportive bank group. <clears throat> we have a, a, a largely undrawn revolver, as you'll see in our financial statements that matures in, in 2022. So we are going to be looking to refinance the revolver, and we also have the convert uh, due in March that we need to address as part of that, uh, that strategy. But we're certainly not being complacent about refinancing. We have a, an action plan, uh, and we'll update the market um, uh, when, that, when that's done. All right, thanks, I'll turn it over. Thank you. Our next question comes from Ovais Habib of Scotiabank. Please go ahead. Hi, Jacques and uh, Prajim team, and uh, thanks for taking my questions. Um, good morning, Ovais. Uh, good morning. Um, just a couple of questions have been answered, so just a follow-up question on uh, maybe uh, on Ico's question on uh, COVID impacts. 
Now, it was great to hear that you guys have reiterated your 2021 guidance despite the, the COVID challenges uh, that you guys faced in February. Now, are you noticing any impacts to your drill campaign or underground development kind of going into the next couple of uh, quarters based on what you what you saw in, uh, in, in February? Uh, n- not really, because then when we uh, prioritized, as Jacques explained, we had to, we were short of manpower because few were in isolation and some others were not available to to reach the site. Uh, we prioritized in our strategy the production drilling and the development, mainly because uh, if you are in an underground mine and you're losing opportunities in development and production drilling, uh, you cannot catch up. So basically, actually, we maintain the 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 the, the, the accelerator and the the, the pace uh, in the uh, for the development and the production drilling, and we slow down the mill. As Sean, as, as Jacques explained, this mill is 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 really efficient. Uh, we can process slightly more than 4,000 tons per day easily. So we will be able, we will be in the possibility to catch up going forward. So basically, we position ourselves, we mitigate our risk to keep the development and keep the production and, and, the, for, and the production building on the forefront. Uh, mm-hmm. And we did not slow down more than expected the, 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 the exploration drilling too, because it's critical and crucial for us. But we we know that we uh, we can process more going forward and we can catch up in a timely manner. Okay, that's that's good, good to hear. Um, and, and just my second question is on, uh, I believe you've completed about 72,000 meters of infill drilling uh, in 2020. Can you provide some color on if this campaign was kind of in line with your expectations and has that campaign kind of provided any improved visibility? Yeah, well, we got, uh, we did a dollar drilling in the second half of, of the year uh, and, uh, you know, so far the results uh, match our expectations. Uh, what, I, what I can tell you is uh, what the, one of the challenges that we have right now is when we, when we drill and we take a sample, because our uh, lab at site is, is basically too small uh, to, to handle all the samples we generate, we have to send samples outside to outside lab, and right now, it takes anywhere between 10 and 13 weeks for us to get the assays back, um, which, which is, which is, uh, which is a, a big challenge when you, you have to make decisions on where you're going to develop and where you're going to mine, and uh, so that's one of the reasons this year we're investing money in building a new lab and a proper lab that will be able to handle all our samples and give us, uh, you know, uh, results within one to two weeks instead of 10 to 13 weeks. So we did quite a bit of drilling in 2020, but we only got results for maybe, let's say, like a half of, of what we drilled. We're still waiting for the other half. So uh, the labs in Canada right now, like in Vancouver, there's labs uh, processing samples from Quebec and Ontario, and some of our samples go down as far as uh, Peru to get, uh, to get analyzed. Uh, so it's 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 a real it's a real challenge. Good to see the gold price that high, but uh, everybody's drilling right now, uh, so it puts a lot of pressures on 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 labs. So so with 
We expect to have our new labs operational in the, sec in the third quarter, at the beginning of the third quarter. So when we get there, we'll have a much better turnaround uh, and be able to uh, you know, digest the information faster. And that's one of the reasons that we decided not to update our resource and reserve this year because we drilled a lot last year, but we didn't really have the results from the drilling. So we'll be in a much better place at the end of this year, and that's why we, we were planning to update our mineral resource and mineral reserves uh, in 2022. Got it, okay. Uh, thanks for that, Jacques, and uh, that's it for me. Thank you, Oves. Have a good day. You too. Our next question comes from Don DeMarco of National Bank Financial. Please go ahead. Oh, thanks so much for taking my call. Hi, Jack uh, and team. Uh, some great phase one expansion drilling results released yesterday morning. Um, you mentioned those from the North Block, impressive grades, over 2,500 grams per ton. How, how accessible are these high-grade zones? We know that they're within 300 meters of the pit shell. Yeah, Don, if you um, if you look at the, the sections and the little drawings that uh, are, at, you know, available with the with the um, the release that we issued yesterday like it's 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 right there it's it's right next to the right next to the development what we're you know the north block is is drilling outside of the resource shell but basically uh what we're drilling there are extensions of the the domains of the VOK and we're starting to see new domains uh appearing and it's the same style of mineralization so the results we're getting so far are very much in line in what uh, what we get at the VOK. So it's it's you know it's early days. It's only a few holes. Uh, we're going to get the results of the second phase in Q2, and then you know, no no we're going to do a, a, a third phase of drilling, which has already started. But it's uh, it's it's exciting. It's you know, when you see numbers like that, and and you see that you're you're very close to your your existing infrastructure. It's it's an area we could access and uh, fairly easily, but you know, first thing we have to do, we, before we rush into the zone with a five meter by five meter diamond drill hole, we're gonna we're gonna drill, mm -hmm. and um, we're we're gonna try not to repeat the mistakes of the past, and we're gonna drill, understand what we have, and then we're gonna go in there and position ourselves properly and and get going with mining. But uh, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty confident this is gonna turn out into a very good zone for us. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And maybe uh, just continuing on that then, certainly the grades are high. How, what about the, um, the widths? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the intercept widths? Are those also consistent with some of, some of what you found within the reserve area of the Valley of Kings? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's fairly typical. Uh, uh, it, it's, you know, you have you, what we emphasize is the high grade, but around these high grade zones, there's a, there's a, a large halo of lower grade material, um, you know, between uh, I don't know between uh, two and five gram per ton. So when you blend everything, you can you can develop uh, significant size uh, stopes. But the the first thing we have to do is do all the drilling, understand what we have, uh, uh, do the interpretation, and then we can start to build a corridor that 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 we want to mine within those domains. Okay, great. And and when I look at the scope of your 2021 program, I don't see North Block listed. Like in light of these results that you released yesterday, will you modify your 21 program to go go back and, and do a little bit more drilling there? 
Uh, no, we have uh, in that if if there's a long there's a section that we um, we show in the presentation, and you can you can see that we're going to have that's all the areas uh, that will be active in 2021 for the 195,000 meters of drilling we're going to do, and Nordlock is part of that, and so we drilled phase one and phase two in 2020, and we're we have started phase three now in Nordlock, which is uh, um, higher fans and, and longer holes. So that, that's going to be done this year uh, as part of the full the, the program with all the other zones that we're going to be drilling in 21. Okay, great. Um, maybe just shifting gears then to uh, obviously your strategy this year is to increase the, uh, the drilled off inventory. Um, how do we know if you're making progress on, on your objective here? I mean, is it something that's just looking at maybe reduced production and grade volatility quarter over quarter? Is it going to take several quarters to really know if you're progressing? Uh, well, from our well, standpoint, I think what should we look for? Yeah, there's two aspects to this. Uh, I, I think the first the first one is to look at our drill inventory. At the, at the end of Q2, a Q3, I think we were 150 or 153,000 tons of inventory, Pat. At the end of the year, we were 256. So we, we went from 150 to 256 at the end of the year. And you know we're going to continue to grow that inventory. And our objective, as Pat said, is to get to 400,000 tons by the end of Q3. As we build that inventory, I think what's, uh, what's going to be different for, for, you, and for you, you guys in particular is we're going to be able to, uh, and we're not quite there yet, but we're going to be able, uh, when we do these earning calls, to give you a a very a good understanding of what's coming for the the following quarter, and that's when we're, you're going to see that we can we can we can shoot, we can predict, we can forecast what's coming for the following quarter a lot more accurately. Okay. Okay. Great. And just maybe my final question, perhaps related to this, though, so like as you drill off this uh, this inventory, and you've got this mill that can run above nameplate. Um, what about making a more substantial increase to the mill throughput? What are the bottlenecks there? I think it was related something to the tailings, but if you could remind me what that what that is. Well, there's there's two major uh, items that uh, uh, that we need to 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 think about. Uh, number one, it's our permit. We're 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 capped at one million three hundred and eighty-seven thousand tons per year. So if you divide by three sixty-five, it's thirty-eight hundred tons per day. But the cap is not a daily cap, it's a yearly cap. Uh, in order to increase throughput, we would have to go for a permit amendment. And in order to do that, we want to make sure that uh, you know, the lake will be able to handle additional volume. Uh, so we, so we're, doing, we're gonna do technical studies this year. And the, on the flip side of that, it's to make sure the mine can supply. You know, we have, uh, we, we have one ramp, we have a limited uh, number of vehicles we can put in the ramp, so we, we need to think about all the logistics and, and, and the productivities and, and whatnot to see how far we can, we can push the mine uh, to be able to increase throughput. Uh, so those are the two major criteria: permitting and the mine capability of supplying additional tons. Uh, as Patrick mentioned, the mill, uh, the mill is not an issue for us at this time. Okay. Okay. Thanks so much for that. That's all for me. Okay. Thank you, Don.
Our next question comes from John Tumazos of John Tumazos Very Independent Research. Please go ahead. Hello. Good morning, John. I have a hard time to hear you, John. Alicia, shut off the other call, please. I'm sorry, Jacques. I'm doing my best. Jacques, yes. uh, with your buyback stock, you're doing great, and your stock is 10 times earnings. It's like Centera in Kyrgyzstan almost. <laughs> our, uh, you know, John, that's, a, that's, a good, that's always a good question. Our, our priority right now with our cash is to, uh, to focus on our debt and focus on uh, all the, the nice things we want to do to improve the, the value of the project and the drilling and whatnot. And um, we're not just there yet at the, at the point where we can start to make decisions on buyback stock or dividend. This, this, this is a, well, first, it's not a, it's not my, it's a board decision. Uh, it's, it's for the board to make that call, but, uh, I would say it, it's definitely not something for this year. It's going to be something uh, maybe we're, maybe we're going to start to think in 2022. I could ask another question, Jacques, and I might be overreacting to the phrase in the press release, improve the understanding of the ore body. But you've mined about a million ounces of gold and four or five million ounces of ore and some development muck very close to the ore. So you have a pretty good bulk sample by now to understand the ore body. Is it really the case that the ore body is variable? It is the way God made it. Maybe God in heaven doesn't understand the ore body well. Should you state your reserves as a range of grade rather than a single point? I think the NI43101 rules are sort of a fantasy that deterministic single-point numbers are often not realistic, and give your annual guidance as a grade range, and give your cash flow guidance as a grade range, and just admit that it's a hard or body to estimate. Well, it is. Uh, of, all, every, of everything you said, John, uh, between God and, 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 uh, and the regulation, uh, it is a hard body, a difficult or body to estimate. And, uh, you know, yes, we, we've mined quite a bit in that ore body. We have uh, a, few, a few years of mining so far, and we're still learning about it. But I, I, we truly believe here that uh, with the work we're going to be doing this year and, and all the drilling we're going to do, and there's all kinds of other technical work that we're doing. We're not just doing drilling, uh, looking at all the data and everything we've learned over the years. Uh, we we feel strongly that when we do our 2022 update, we're going to have a much better understanding of the. Uh, we're going to be able to to put together a much much better uh, resource reserve update than what was done in the past. I have great confidence that you'll do as much as God could do. Don't <laughs> show you, John. Bye bye. Thanks, John. Our next question is a follow-up from Anita Sony of CIBC World Markets. Please go ahead. Hello, Anita. Sorry, I was on mute there. 
Um, just to follow up in terms of the uh, dilution targets that you have, could, could I get some color on, you know, I know you're still targeting 12, but can you talk about how you're going to get it from the current levels back up to the 12% or, you know, what, what was, like, what will change over the course of this year? Uh, you know, uh, we have a lot of things that we are working on. Actually, we're working on the uh, on the quality of the paste, so how we can improve the paste. Uh, you have also the fact that you can over mine over your paste instead to mine under your paste fill. We have the drilling that we are working on, actually. Uh, we have the undercut. We also what we uh, what we will implement this year is we will monitor the uh, precision of our blasting holes. So that's something that we will we we initiate in the last days. So basically, it's all and also uh, we are we are we are using uh, high technology techniques for blasting. We're using electronic detonators. No matter of that, uh, we will review the timing. So we we're working. You know, it's uh, where we where we stand actually, and it's also in direct relationship. Uh, you know, the dilution it will depend the majority of our stokes. Or, or having uh, an end wall, but they are 80 degrees. We have some who are uh, maybe more at 70. So we are will investigate more on the cable bolting of the end wall to reduce the dilution. We have an economic r rationale to do this. It's what we will uh, we will assess. And uh, basically, it's 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 what it is in terms of recovery. Uh, that is another aspect too. Uh, we are working hard on this. We recently uh, purchased a block holder with a remote jumbo to drill and blast the the, the 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 big piece of rock that are remaining in the stoves that we cannot extract because we remotely uh, we have a remote scoop trams to finalize the cleanup of the stoves. So the fact that we have this new equipment improve also the recovery on our side. So basically, it's. Uh, it's not a it's not a one action. It's a, it's not a it's not a problem. It's a, it's a problematic, and it's coming with a lot of combined solution, and we are actively working on that actually. Okay. Because for Thank us, it's a priority to, to improve the recovery for us and reduce the dilution is essential. Because we have, a, as Jean explained, we have a high grade our body, so we are we want to prone the quality before the quantity, and it's what is important in our case. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. This concludes the question and answer session. I would like to turn the call back over to Mr. Peron for any closing remarks. Hey, thank you everyone uh, for dialing into our earnings call this morning. Uh, we appreciate all the comments and questions and the more interesting ones. Uh, we look forward to updating you in the coming months and um, I'd like to remind everyone that uh, we're living uh, under unprecedented times and it's important for everyone to follow the, the guidelines and the restrictions and to avoid uh, any uh, major health issues. So once again, uh, we would like you to, to, we would like to thank our team for their dedication and hard work as we continue to operate uh, Bruce Jack. Without everyone's effort, nothing would be possible. So uh, stay safe and have a great weekend. This concludes today's conference call. You may disconnect your lines. Thank you for participating and have a pleasant day.
Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.